In today's episode of Content Inspire, I interview my good friend, Anthony J. And he goes into vivid detail regarding his why, how he overcame a drug addiction, and how a certain pivotal moment changed everything for him, for the better. And that part of his why is so important. So that's why I'm definitely sharing it, but letting you guys know that it is heavy. But let's get started. Welcome to Content Inspire, a podcast focused on sharing good people doing great things within the sports nutrition and fitness industry. Welcome to Content Inspire. Today, I have a good close friend of mine, a legend, a badass, Anthony J. He is an online coach, podcast host, and just an all-around good, great person. So thank you for taking the time to be on Content Inspire, my man, and introduce yourself to the listeners. Hey, bro. What's going on, Andrew? It's been a minute, man. And I know we, uh, we're living closer to each other now, so I can't wait to finally face-to-face meet with you. I think that's one thing that we don't uh, talk about enough on these things is like, good people surround ourselves with good people and like we're magnets to each other. Right. And I think that's how you and I first met, but now that you live in Indiana and I'm in Illinois, man, like honestly, everyone who's listening the content inspire, uh, the group here, like in this, in this awesome community, like, man, it's so crazy that Andrew and I have known each other for probably damn near close to a year already. I would want to say, but like now you're moving closer. We've never shook hands, man. We never dabbed up. So that's coming here in the near future. As soon as some of this damn snow gets melted away, but Hey man, thank you so much. I'm so pumped to be here. Uh, finally, bro, I'm on your, I'm on the content inspire podcast. I'm so, I'm so damn happy. This has been a long time coming. I know you've been on my podcast for a, a couple of times here and there, and we've talked about some crazy shit and, uh, I love it. <laughs> I, I love, I love it, man. It's just, these conversations go where they need to be going. And thank you so much for that intro. I don't deserve any of it. Um, I'm just very happy to be here and to help out your community anyway, I, any way, shape or form that I can and just have a good conversation with you, man. I mean, it's been a while, bro. I think the last time we spent more than an hour talking, it was, uh, over the summer during one of my coffee talk episodes on my podcast. And we, we think we wrapped more about, uh, DC and Batman than we did, uh, coffee. So that worked out pretty well. Yeah. I do remember <laughs> that, uh, coffee talk episode. Like, I think I made it very publicly that my favorite superhero was the Flash, hands down. Yeah. We talked about Justice League, which should be coming out in a couple of months. So, yeah, it's been a hot little minute. Um, but I'm super happy to have you on Content Inspire. I've been on your podcast um, two or three times already. That's what literally got me interested in podcasting. So thank you, dude. Content Inspire wouldn't be where it's at today without you. So Wow, man, it's awesome. Yeah, I can't even... Yeah, I can't even respond to that, man. That's amazing. Um, So starting off with the first question is, what is your why? Why do you get up in the morning and do your businesses and be an online coach, a podcast host, you name it? What is your why? Yeah, so, man, how much time do you have? Hey, listeners, how much time do you have? Uh, (laughs) So here's the the thing, too, is... um, we can rewind a little bit in my life. Um, I'm a little bit older than Andrew community. Uh, I just turned 39. I'm almost tipping 40 here. Um, kind of been around the block once or twice or three times. And uh, just to sum everything up really quick without getting into too many details and drawing on podcasts is back in the day, I always wanted to be a chef. And uh, that happened in like during my 20s. 
Um, I always was cooking for my family, for relatives, for um, any type of event. Like it was my duty and responsibility. Um, if per se, it was my responsibility. Everyone leaned on me to be like, Hey, can you cook this dish, cook that dish? And, and mind you, this was just a hobby. Like, I just like to cook. Like everyone loves to cook. Like Andrew loves food. I'm sure he loves to cook. I know he loves to eat food. Food is just something, <laughs> food is just something that brings us together. And me being, um, you know, uh, me being a, a Italian and Lebanese and my family, um, it's like, dude, food brings everyone together, like all the time, like bottle of wine on the table, bread, pasta, you name it, food brings us all together. So throughout my 20s, I was just like always doing Thanksgiving and parties and all that stuff. And uh, I was never classically trained in anything like that. I would never stepped foot in a restaurant. I had no idea. I was literally started like, I want to learn how to cook potatoes, learn how to cook potatoes. I want to hold a knife right, learn how to hold a knife right. I want to buy my first chef knife, buy a first chef knife. Like I literally went through every step to be the better, better person, the better cook, you know, the house cook that I wanted to be. Well, you know, long story short, throughout my high school, um, high school into my 20s and my 20s, I finally landed a gig um, in a restaurant. And at this time, I've been in and out of health and wellness for a while. I've tried my hand in sales in, uh, in Chicago on Michigan Avenue. I've done the whole retail thing. I've done the nine to five. So this whole story is just like, I always love to say this. And that's why I have it tattooed on the whole right side of my body is, you know, um, we're always told to, to find ourselves, you know, like, oh, you'll just, you'll, you'll just find yourself. You, you'll, you, you just need to, Andrew just needs to find himself to see what he needs to be doing in life. Like that couldn't be farther from the truth and it couldn't be um, more complete and utter bullshit um, because we literally can't walk outside and pick up a rock and find who we need to be. And I believe that's what, from my generation, me being almost 40, that's what I was told growing up. And I learned it very quickly um, later in life, probably around 32, 33 years old, that like life um, isn't about fighting yourself. Life is about creating yourself. So that's exactly why I have it tattooed down the side of my body, all the way down the side of my ribs, because every day I need to remember that, that um, you just, you can't find yourself. You have to create the person that you want to be. So I finally, finally got into a restaurant and I'm like, I'm going to fucking do this. I want to be a chef. I want to be on a line. I want to have a head chef, a sous chef. I'm going to learn how to fillet full, full salmon skins and all these things. I want to know how to cook a medium rare steak in like three minutes in a restaurant. Like I want to do all these things. And Andrew, Andrew knows me community, but like, dude, you know, when I want to do something, I go out and I do it 100%. I go out, I fucking nail it until I got it. And then maybe I want to keep it. Or maybe I'm just like, oh, I did it. I'm trying to move on to the next thing. Nine times out of 10, I'm always like, I want to move on to the next thing. You know, like I just, I, I want to do something. I want to conquer it. I'm going to conquer it. I'm going to be done with it and move on. Um, not necessarily like I thought cooking was going to be a lifetime thing. Well, needless to say, the cooking industry is very fucked up because you work 364 days a year. Even on your days off, you can get called in for extra prep work and just the society behind living, living in a kitchen and, you know, smoking cigarettes and drugs and over drinking and all these things that it got led into. Um, just really was detrimental. It is detrimental. It's, it's a very hard community to get into. Just anyone that's want to be a head chef out there. It's a very different community and the lifestyle is very, very, very different. So I got myself into cooking and this is where the story took a really nasty turn for everyone who's listening. I apologize. I'm very forward with what I'm about to say. Mm -hmm. I had already been into um, drinking and drugs pretty heavily. Um, I was born in, I had all older friends in high school. I had all older friends in my 20s. I hung out with people that were way older than me. Um, I was hanging out with seniors when I was a freshman. Um, everything led into partying on the weekends with juniors and seniors. Into my 20s, I was partying with people in their 30s. 
And I was really big into the drug culture, the drug scene, the party and all that stuff. So get into a kitchen. I found out that everyone is fucked up. Okay. Everyone is smoking dope, which is, I don't, nothing against marijuana. You know, I have my own CBD business too. Um, but everyone's smoking cigarettes, which I smoked a pack and a half a day. Um, cocaine was fucking damn near every day and drinking was damn near every day as well. Needless to say, um, I apologize if I take pauses here, Andrew, because you know, what's kept, but you know, the story, but it's always a different way when it comes out. Um, mm-hmm. Somewhere around the age, and I, it's, it's always when I try to pinpoint it, it's like around um, age 32 or 33, I had such a downward spiral um, with drugs and cocaine and selling marijuana out of, out of my, uh, my flat that I lived in and to, to support my cocaine addiction. And I always like to emphasize when I say cocaine addiction, because I think a lot of people don't really understand what an addiction looks like. So, um, excuse me one second. So... Everyone's seen the movie Blow, right? Everyone's seen the movie Blow with Johnny Depp, right? It's like, it's crazy, right? Like mad amounts of cocaine everywhere. And that's a little far-fetched what I'm saying. But when I say I had like a Blow-like relationship with cocaine, um, that's exactly what I did, okay? I sold, you know, half pound of weed a month just to support my cocaine habit. I was doing cocaine when my friends came over to smoke weed because I didn't smoke weed at the time. Um, Every single weekend and day off, I was drinking from breakfast beers in the morning till cocaine at night. Friends always came over to me. They always knew I had cocaine. You understand the dominoes are falling here. So eventually they, they eventually they started one knocking over the other one, over the other one, over the other one. I started leaning on drugs and cocaine so bad that, uh, you know, one day I thought this world would be better off without me. So one glorious afternoon where I decided to drink the entire day, I got into my own head. Depression had already set in months before way before I even noticed it. It's funny because every, it's not funny. I like to say it's funny because it's my story. I'm telling it my way, but the signs, when I say depression set in months before the signs, if I, every time I look back at the story, it's like, man, the signs were there way before I even knew it. Like looking back at it now, like I was depressed way before I even thought I was, I'm talking a year. And, um, that really just comes from like not living for anything, but like, but the nine to five, you know, lifestyle tells you to live. And, uh, one day I said, you know what? Enough's enough. I'm fucking out of here. So at that time too, um, obviously if I have half a pound of dope in my house with fucking eight ball, a couple eight balls of cocaine and I'm doing drugs, I'm fucking, I literally drank a gallon of wine that night, blew almost an eight ball of cocaine. I swelled every pharmaceutical pill I had in my house at that time because why not? Because they were in my house. Um, I had very big access mm-hmm. to that because my body was always in pain from cooking nonstop. And, uh, you know, that was kind of it. And it gets a little bit blurry, but I remember um, kind of waking up in the hospital, um, handcuffed to a to the ICU bed in a gown with a catheter in. And I had bruises all over my body. And I was told that I was fighting the nurses when I came in and just telling them that I wanted to die. And, um, I think that's the, that was it for me. (laughs) That was, uh, that was rock bottom. So I spent two days, two days off that I had from the cooking industry in ICU. Uh, my parents were called, they sat outside. My father stayed there. I said, I didn't want to see any of my family. This was a, okay. So rewind a little bit. This is a suicide attempt. There's a, it's a failed suicide attempt. So a lot of people just have 
the, the, the story where somebody commits suicide and that what happens afterwards with the funeral and the family and how everybody remembers that person. I can't believe it happened and all that stuff. Now think about it from my shoes where I survived. Now, not only do I have to live with the depression of trying to kill myself, I now have to live with the notion of me living. So in my eyes, Andrew, I failed again. I was failing so bad at life. I failed on killing myself. So long story short, my father comes into my room and I remember this very vividly, very vividly. My father came in and sat down next to me and I looked at him and I said, dad, I am so fucking sorry. And he looked at me and he said, no, I am so fucking sorry. And I fucking love you. From that day, my entire life was flipped around. I literally went home to my fucking apartment. I walked up the 20 stairs, which felt like it was 3,000 flights of stairs to my door. My door was kicked in from my sister's boyfriend at the time because I must have called her and said fairly wells to a bunch of people. My door was kicked in. It was taped up by the cops. Nothing was taken out of my apartment. Now, my, the cops in the corner of the room was covered up was an eight ball of cocaine chopped up in a, on a plate. They didn't see it. There was marijuana underneath the bar that I had. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't search my house. They just wanted to get me out of there because I was trying to commit suicide at the time. All the pill bottles, boxes, open liquor bottles, everything, packs of cigarettes, everything was still in my apartment. No one had cleaned up. Was it healthy for me to walk in that room? I'm sure a lot of people will be like, how did you do that? Why did you do that? Why didn't anybody help you? Here's the thing. For me, who I was at that time, that was the best thing for me to do is to walk my fucking ass, march my fucking ass back in there. Look at what I did. Look at what I've become and say enough's enough. I threw everything away, flushed every pill down the toilet, got rid of hundreds, hundreds of dollars of cocaine, gave all my weed to one of my friends, said, you can do whatever you want to do with it. I'm done. Moved out of my apartment, started immediately living a life for a different person. I knew a change had to be made. At that time, I felt like I needed to create who Anthony J was. And from that moment going forward, I did just that. I got into CrossFit. I lost 30 pounds. I got into health and wellness as much as I could. I started cooking. I got out of the cooking industry altogether. I started helping people up, uh, help people out. I worked for mom and mom and pop, small, uh, small shops, small businesses. I ran and did nutrition seminars um, for a mom and pop su a supplement shop that was around back in the day. It was all organic smoothie bar and all really high end supplements at that time. Um, it was one of the first shops in the area before anything else popped up for like a protein headquarters before anything popped up. We were the first ones to do it. And we had an all organic made from scratch smoothie bar. It was amazing. It was just an amazing place. I was doing you know, nutrition talks there and all these things. And um, next thing I know, I'm running that business for the owner. Now I'm running it. Now I'm doing ordering. Now I'm helping people out, giving nutritional advice. Um, on the weekends, I do nutrition talks. I'd sell out. I'd sell 20 or 30 chairs in the place. We'd move everything around. I'm helping people out. From that day forward, I knew that from my mistakes, quote unquote mistakes, because they are not mistakes. Okay. These are all things that we learn from. Okay. Uh, you ne it's never a loss, right? Losses are even wins in my book. That's how I look at losses. If you're not learning something from your losses, then you're looking at things in the wrong light. And I, their perspective, the perspective mm -hmm. there is fucked. You have to look at your losses and learn from them. 
There's always something you can do and find, find tweak something and fine tune something to make you win the next time. I mean, that's what we do, right? We try and try and try again until we get it fucking right. We don't just try once and quit. <laughs> I mean, that's just not how life is if that you need to fix your mindset. If that's what it is. So from there, I started coaching CrossFit classes and just really picked my life up. And, and from that day forward, man, I did the, the nine to five, uh, GM job at another gym. And next thing I know, um, I'm, I'm studying in the back of this, uh, this GM position that I had over 22 employees. And I took a company and went 300,000 to over 700,000 in less than two years. And uh, I was like, I want more, I want more, I want more. So I got a hold of uh good old, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Jason Phillips over at NCI. Jason yeah, Phillips. baby, you know, it. for some yeah. reason, my stories always come back to him. If you notice that, like it always comes back to Jason mm. fucking Phillips at NCI, man. Yeah. And that's just the powerful, um, the powerful effect and uh, impact and emotion he's had over me. And um, I can honestly say I owe him a lot. And he knows that. He knows that. Um, and uh, from that day forward, I was actually started studying for my NCI level one certification and the mindset certification and the mm -hmm. gut, the gut health and hormone certification um, in the back room of this job that I had. And uh, I did that for about six, seven months before I knew I was like, you know what, this is it for me. And uh, the owners are like, you, you're not going to move up anymore. We can't pay you anymore. And at this point, I was working 50, you know, a minimum of 50, uh, 50 hours a week uh, for this company and making really, really small salary moves. And I didn't really like those. And one day we had a meeting and their uh, their perspectives on me were lining up with my perspectives that I had on them or what I wanted to be in the, in the company. And uh, you know what? That was it. You know, it kind of said, you know, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I'm out. And uh <laughs> and that was kind of how it ended. And that's kind of how it ended. It was like, they're like, well, we need you to do this, this next year. And, uh, we need you to be this person this next year. And, um, they were totally asking way too much of me without any more money. And I'm like, well, where's my raise? We were like, what raise we're paying you. I'm like, that's not how this works. That's not, well, needless to say, let me digress a little bit. This is a, this is a corporate job guys. So here's me sitting in front of you know, corporate owners of the business being like, where's my money? Jerry, you know, Jerry style, you know, like show me the money. And, uh, they're like, what money? And right when they said that, I was like, we're done. We're done here because it had already been two years in it. And I've done so much for the company. I thought when I said, okay, where's the money? They'd be like, oh, we have this lined up for you. No, they're just like, you need to do more work for the same amount of money. And everyone knows when you're in that position, you need to walk away from a job. When, if that job says that to you, they're basically saying you're not worth more, but we want you to do more. So what are you really saying? You know what I'm saying? So like you're asking, I'm good enough mm -hmm. to do more work, but I'm not good enough to be paid more. Like, fuck you. That's ridiculous. Right? So literally it was literally, it was yeah, F -U, F U, F U, F U. I picked up my bag, picked up my shaker bottle that I had right there. And I left my work where it was going. They're like, where are you at with work? I'm like, figure it out. Literally walked out the front door. And uh, as I was walking to my car, I had a smile on my face. It was really weird because I thought I'd be crying at that point because I had just through this whole process. I just like I told you, I thought, you know, quote unquote, I was losing, 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 losing. I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And I, I, I thought I was going down the right path. That was the move for me. And you guys, this happened at like 34 years old. <laughs> OK, I'm 39. This happened at like 34, or 35 years old. And I just turned 39. So it's very new to me. I get in my car, pick up my phone, call my girlfriend, and she's like, what's up, dude? Like, and she was going to school at the time, so like, she was off school, and she's like, I never call her during the day because I'm so busy with work. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm headed home. And she goes, no way. 
because we've been talking about how unhappy I've been. She's like, no way. And she's like, yeah, I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I'm not even sad. She's like, so now what? And I'm like, I don't know. She's like, get to work. And just like that, just like, just like that, just like that. that. I'm like, yep, you're right. Last six or seven months going through NCI. I have clients. I had clients already had a couple clients. I'm like, cool, dude, within, within the first month, I was already um, personally training clients. Then I I, I was able to personal train clients, in-person fitness clients um, before I got certified. It was just something that I know that's wrong in a lot of people's eyes out there, but I've had so I had, you know, I was coaching CrossFit way before I can definitely train someone in person. It was my love. It was my joy. The gym owner at this gym, not going to mention it, was like, yeah, go ahead, but get certified right away. We'll let you have a couple, two, three of your own personal clients that aren't, that aren't from the gym. I brought them in. I was getting paid on that. I had some online clients. I was getting paid on that. Just making ends meet, you know, being on unemployment. One more time in my life, I was on unemployment, right? And um, it all worked out, bro. It all worked out. So here's me, 39 years old, um, you know, certified fitness nutrition coach, hormones, uh, mindset coach. I have all these certifications and plaques everywhere. Obviously, they're just pieces of paper, but it's the time that I've put in the field. It's the it's the people that I've learned from. It's the mentors like Jason fucking Phillips, who who has put me to where I am today and given me the confidence and, and the impact over my life to be able to go out and impact other people and, and that are in the same boat. And knowing the things that I have gone mm-hmm. through, not saying that it makes me more certified because I've hit rock bottom more times than anyone ever should. It's not because I'm more certified in that. It's not because I'm more certified with certifications and pieces of paper on the wall. It's because I fucking care. It's because I care and I want other people to understand that you're worth more than you, than, than you think you are worth. Because right now, a whole lot of people, um, when I started and right now today, a whole lot of people think they're not worth a whole lot. And I'm here to tell you that you fucking are. I'm here to tell you to think outside the box and do whatever you need to do, whether that's audit your circle, boyfriend, girlfriend, loved one, significant other, mother, daughter, grandma, grandpa, aunt and uncle. Uh, audit your job, audit your boss, audit your owners, quit your fucking job, do what you want to do, chase your hobbies. I mean, I can't be more Gary Vee when I say any of this shit, but it's, it's the honest to God truth. Like I did that. And the freedom that I have now in my life is the freedom that I want every single fucking person to feel. I believe that's why I pushed you, Andrew, so much on you need to be, you need to have a podcast. You need to have a podcast. When you setting up your podcast, how about it? How, how I was on your fucking ass of you setting. Yeah. You were, you yeah. were on my fucking ass. Yeah, I know. You were, which I'm great, which I'm Because I know for. it's something that you wanted. It's just that most times in our lives, we don't, we don't have those people that push you all the way to doing, to starting something. We have those friends and family around us. who are like, yeah, you should do it. Yeah, you should do it. And then like that motivation kind of withers away. So does your own personal motivation and angst or um, action to do those things. I'm not like that. When I see someone want something and they, they talk about it, talk about it, talk about it with no action behind it. I'm that motherfucker that comes to action, just rams you with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, do it, set it up. The worst thing that could have happened, you could have set it up, done two episodes and hated it. That's it. Big deal. You paid 15 bucks a month for, you know, to host it. Big deal. You don't like it. You, at least you tried it instead of thinking, oh, hey, man, uh, I just still want to do it. And you never know the outcome of it because you never tried something. So digressing back to your very first question, that is my fucking why. And I know that there's so many people out there that I want to help in my lifetime that I know that people need to be stronger today and believe in themselves a little bit more. Like I always say, my brother, 1% better each and every day. And that's exactly why my social media has always been every day, Anthony J from that day forward.
Boom. So, listeners, I know that was a, an intense and long why, but it was real. It was honest, raw as fuck. That's what I like about Anthony because he's he's real. He's authentic. It's not no fake social media bullshit. So, uh, leading into the next question is, how did you get started with your podcast, the Everyday Growth Podcast? Yeah. So, dude, it's like. You've known me enough, Andrew. It's like, I can talk a little bit <laughs> as your listeners, your community just, uh, you know, just heard it's, um, I wanted, like, I wanted something more, right? Like going back to me always wanting more, that's just the attitude and the emotion that I have towards things. And, you know, podcasting for me, man, I wish I should have looked up the date. I honestly don't know when I started. I think it's been over a year now and I'm at episode 80. I haven't done any for 2021 yet. I'm in slacking. I just, it's one of those things where like I did 10 episodes in 10 days before Christmas and that kind of burned me out. And, um, I, I, I understand. Trust me. I understand. <laughs> it's true, man. Um, I'm on, epi- I'm on episode 36. I was dropping Oof. two episodes a week for a hot minute. So you understand Dude. the struggle with that. So I understand where you're coming from, but your podcast is quality. Thanks, A1, man. Yeah. So. I appreciate that a lot. Um, it, it's just like, you know what? I wanted something more. I wanted something more. I was on a couple other people's podcasts too. When I first started getting involved with like, um, Josh Pierce, Justin Lawrence, um, uh, Tommy Clark. Um, they all had, I believe they all had podcasts, um, before me, I want to say, um, I believe I was on some other people's podcasts as well. And as soon as I, I was like, dude, I want to do this. Like, I want to do this. I have the time now. I have the freedom where I can sit down any day of the week and record a one hour episode and edit it. And then of course, after a while, at first, it's just like click and record and post it. Then you learn how to like, then you learn how to do a little bit of mm-hmm. editing. Then you learn how to like really make yeah. really good show notes and put all the links in. And then you know, the next thing you know, you're like, oh, wow. If I do a face-to-face, you know, a face-to-face on Zoom, I can now put that on YouTube. Oh, now I, so it's like one thing goes to the next, yep. it goes to the next. And that's growth, right? So I felt that in that time in my life, like I was kind of understanding the online nutrition side of it. I was kind of standing understanding the in-person fitness and training side of it. And I was like, well, in between my clients, you know, I was, I had a gym down the street when I first started uh, personal training clients. Um, I had like clients all throughout the day, but the problem was I couldn't get them all on the same schedule. So at first, if anyone's done personal training at all, um, you know that it's very difficult to get all of your clients. It's damn near impossible to get them all around the same, like, um, time of like one day or like the set times throughout the week. Even one client could be four different times throughout the week if you see them multiple times. So it's one of those things where I was like, man, I'm at the gym. I have to go to gym three different times today. One in the morning, one in the afternoon, and one at night. What am I going to do with all the time in between besides check on my online clients, do social media. In the meantime, do social media, you know, set up the camera, take pictures outside, whatever, post on Instagram, whatever. And um, I'm like, oh, I can sit down for 45 minutes. I want to talk about Nutrition. I want to talk about fats, carbs, protein. I want to talk about macros, talk about calories, talk about fitness. And I was like, dude, I can do that. So of course I wanted more, 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 more growth, more, more, more growth. Something I've never done before. Something that was, was, was a a deep and dark water pool that had no idea what was going to be in the bottom of it, whether it's fucking alligators, sharks, whatever, some monster is going to be a dragon. I was just going to dive into that motherfucker and try to swim around for a while and figure it out myself. And uh, that's kind of how it's been. Um, since back in the day, since like I was 32 or 33 years old, when I tried to commit suicide, it was like, I wasn't living my life for me, man. I was living my, my life for everybody else. So the reason why I got into podcasting was like, 
all these things are new to me. Like they would be to you too. It's new to you to get in front of a microphone and record yourself talking. But mm -hmm. for me, the experience is so new that like, I wasn't scared. I just wanted to jump in. So I'm like, fuck it. Let's, let's start recording podcasts. Well, but the worst that can happen, like I just said, I record a couple podcasts. I hate my voice. I hate how it's structured and I quit. You know, I, I, I move on to something else Then maybe I'll do, you know, YouTube or maybe I'll do something else. But getting into the podcasting was something I, I just, I really loved because I was listening to Jason Phillips. I was listening to Chase Tuning. I listened to, listening to the boys over at mm -hmm. Mind Pump. Listen to all these people that are, that are huge in my community, um, that are in my niche, that were just fucking killing it. And I was like, dude, I want, I want a part of that, right? I want a part of that. And I'm just going to try it. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And I love podcasting. I love being able to communicate. I love being able to express audio. I think is very, very, very mm -hmm. important because you and I talking here, it's not a song, right? It's, it's, not, an, it's not an act. It wasn't mm -hmm. written for us. We didn't have ghost writers. It's raw powerful. My podcast is unedited. It's I've never edited at all. Um, at least the speech parts. Of course, I put up an intro and an outro, but when we talk, well, it's never edited because mm -hmm. why? Why? I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to uh, Instagram inspiration you with my podcast. I'm not trying to do that. I'm not trying to pull the wool and have smoke and mirrors over you. I want, I want you. I want you to have the raw fucking truth of things, the unsanded edges on the table. I want you to see that. I want you to see the raw product of where these people are coming from and the stories that they have to help you out with. So creating, creating the everyday growth podcast has had on everybody from myself, solo, solo uh, shows, episodes to friends like you, to coaches, to people running businesses, to entrepreneurs, to mom and pop shop people, you name it. I found everybody and just friends who have gone through some shit and we've all gone through adversity. But the one thing I wanted to show with my podcast, like everything else in life is growth. We need to grow each and every day and produce that 1% better product. That's why the everyday growth became light, came to light because it is there. Each, each episode has so much. I'm not even, I'm like, of course I'm biased community. Of course I'm biased because it's mine, but I don't have any, I, I, but Andrew, you know, I, there's no bullshit in my, in my podcasting. Every single episode is yeah. you're going to walk away, like either fire the fuck up, getting education and sure as shit, learning something. You're going to learn something before the 45 minutes is over. I guarantee you that. And every single episode, there's no filler episodes, man. That's why I've taken a little break in 2021, just because I want to bring the fire. I want to bring the impact. I want to bring to you what it really does mean to be on the everyday growth podcast. And not to mention we're pivoting a little bit and doing more educational pieces and solo things for me, because I have so much in my head that I just need to get out on audio. And that is exactly why I started the everyday growth podcast, my man. Well, this awesome. is going to lead into the next question. Um, who's been your favorite guest on your podcast? <laughs> if you don't say me, it's all good, bro. That's fine. Uh, Andrew Calvino from uh, content inspired. Um, well, that's the reason why I had, I had you on twice because we, we, just, we just fire so well. Um, wow. Um, <laughs> I would say Jason Phillips is a pretty fire one. Chase Tuning's story. Chase mm -hmm. Tuning's story is very, very, very good. Um, that's a hell of a story from Chase Tuning. Um, I would definitely yeah. have, you know, community listen to my episode with Chase Tuning. Go to Chase Tuning's, listen to his. Uh, what's his called, Andrew? What's his? Ever forward radio, um, right? Ever forward radio. 
Ever Forward Radio. Yeah. I'll link everything down and below, and I'll look for your specific episode with Chase Tuning as well. Link yeah, that that's down good. In the bio for listeners, so and that's more on the lifestyle that. side and story side and adversity side of things. And then you have a Jason Phillips episode, which I mean, dude, give me a break. I mean, I listened back to that like two months ago just to like listen to it because I was just thinking of, thinking of Jason Phillips. I'm like, man, I want to look mm-hmm. back at that. So it's such a long time ago. Like, how did, how did I do? You know, fuck Jason Phillips. How did I do in that conversation? Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, like that one's just fire, 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 you know, like in your face. You know, you know, what's my favorite thing? You know, what's my favorite thing about podcasting, though, for me, even though oh, I have a do. really I love nice it. radio voice um, or podcasting voice, um, I, I for a good majority of the time just let the guests speak about their story because I'm genuinely interested mm. in hearing what they have to say. Because at the end of the day, if you're on my podcast, I'm genuinely interested in sharing who you are. What's your why? Um, why are you such a badass? So I I love hearing people just share their story. On yeah, my dude, podcast. it's like everyone has so, a story. That's yeah. the beautiful thing. Like, and and that's the greatest thing. The more episodes we can put out, what we're really doing is like, you're not alone. <laughs> You're not alone in what you do. Like there are stories out there that you can relate to all the time. We need relatable stories to get people Mm -hmm. from point A to point B. Some people may be lost on point B and they're already trying to find C, D, and E. It's like, no, homie, back it up a little bit. Listen to what this person said. It can resonate with you and it may change your fucking life. Not to mention it may change a perspective that you have on life at this time. That's why I think podcasting is so brilliant. It's so brilliant because within a 45 minute to an hour episode, there may be 20, 20 topics talked about, 15 topics talked about, five fire topics talked about, or one topic talked about. Um, and those topics could really, really introduce change and growth into your life. And that's where I believe podcasting is so damn powerful. Um, it's because it's unscripted. It's not TV. It's not paper. It's you know, it's, it's it's not these songs that are ghostwrite. It's it's just real things, real life, and that's why people can communicate and hold on to these stories and and really relate to them. Is the fact that this is real shit. This isn't fake. This isn't in, in, in the Instagram models. This isn't bullshit shit that is smoking mirrors and taking a thousand pictures on the beach and wearing our best be- uh, beach body bikini bullshit. Like this isn't what it is. That's fake as fuck. What's real is this, the conversations that we're having, the stories that are coming out of podcasting. That's the real deal. And I think people need to and it, like listen to more podcasts, man. There's a fuck ton of good podcasts. I know you like to post a lot of times. And I'm very humbled that I was even on that list about a month ago. You always are like, these are the people I listen to. You need to listen to them uh, or get fucked. And like you, you put them on your story. and you put it on your story and it's like yeah these are all super powerful fucking podcasts super powerful podcasts because when you listen to them let's be real right now let's be real right now when you go to the gym and you put on certain music what are you trying to do you're trying to get amped up but you're also trying to put yourself you need you're trying to find that exact song to put you in the mood to do what you need to be doing when we're in our car in an emotional state coming home from work or, or in a fight with our, our boyfriends, girlfriends, significant other, mom or dad, we're putting on a song in a car. We, we belt it out. We belt it out like we're at the fucking Grammys on stage, right? We don't care who's listening. We're trying to evoke an emotion and pick up an emotion for that exact second at that exact time and place in life. What are we doing? Listen to a podcast. 
When I turn on your podcast, it's because I want to hear what the person has to say. I want to hear what you have to say. And I think I'm going to be genuinely interested. Same thing with podcasting. When I go for my long walks, there's like, it's like two emotions for me. Either I'm putting on some mean, nasty M&M because I got to get some shit out of my fucking life. You know what I'm saying? The real M&M. M&M. Or, or yeah. I'm like, let me hear what, let me hear what the, mind, the mind pump guys are saying because they pump out three episodes a fucking week. And there's four super knowledgeable oh, dudes around that table. There's, I mean, these guys have big guys, tens of twenties of thirties of years of experience in, in the field, in front of people, field tested shit. And they're not super biased on anything, you know? Um, and it's either that emotion, you know, it's like, we're looking for an answer at that exact time and place in life, whether that's a song in the gym, a song in your car, a podcast on your walk or nothing on your walk. Cause you don't want to hear anything but the birds and the bees and the wind and the sun and all that in your face. I mean, that is, that's what we're looking for, right? We're looking for that emotion. I think that's what we get so much out of these things, right? Mm -hmm. Boom. So I just wanted to pivot and just drop another quick question your way. I want to talk about everyday CBD. What made you want to get into the CBD space and starting your business? So I'll go back to growth. (laughs) Uh, Um. (laughs) Yeah, I've, I've created so much, uh, I hate to say free time. I don't want to use that word. So let's use freedom. I've created so much freedom in my life and that's exactly what it is. So, um, it's freedom. Um, I feel like once I get a handle on things that I'm doing, um, I like to do something else. So I ask myself, what can I take on? Can I take on more clients? Sure. Could I take on more journaling and book reading? Sure. Can I take on more fitness? Eh, maybe, maybe. But if I spend more time in the gym, will that, you know, take me away from my other stuff? Possibly. So I have to figure that out. Right. But there's always a time where I'm like, I need a little bit more, a little bit more. So I've been into, um, you know, uh, I smoke, I smoke pot once in a while for some, um, uh, anxiety issues. It's usually at the end of the day when I go for a very long walk, it's kind of hard now in the Midwest. Um, I'll go for a long walk and I'll smoke a little bit of weed and I'll come back home and I'll be fine. Um, anxiety came from, you know, my person who I was in the past and running my own businesses and things like that. So I was like, you know what, what, what else can I do? What else can I do? So I started really getting involved in CBD and I tried everything in CBD. I've tried, um, you know, CBD joints. I've tried CBD flour. I've tried tinctures. I've tried rubs. I've tried every single gummies, suckers every single CBD thing you could possibly have because it's, it's booming right now. Right. Well, I understood that like, okay, I can't smoke. I can't inhale things every single day. Like a, that's ri- ridiculous for who I am as a person and being in the health and wellness and fitness industry. Um, and it, it's, there's no point to inhaling it. So I can just, uh, have a tincture. And then I found out that like, um, liquid tinctures can be way more, uh, the ROI, the return on investment is way more for the price. Um, it's very, very strong in a liquid form. Just like I always like to push people towards liquid and powdered things over in pill form, like vitamin D liquid, vitamin C powder, um, greens powder is good. I mean, obviously it's not as good as eating your greens, but these are things that I've learned throughout the years that are way better than just taking a vitamin D cap, which you have no idea what's in it instead of like a vitamin D liquid, which I believe in more. Um, that's a super biased opinion. I don't have any, um, lectures or notes on that, why that should be, um, but I've tried and tested it myself. So I got into CBD and uh, one of my good friends um, who I had on my podcast as well, um, Tyler, who is out in Missoula, Montana, 
Um, Pete. Oh, no, 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 no. That's how, that's how Gentry got another Tyler out there. <laughs> uh, he's from Missoula, Montana, and he's an amazing hemp grower. Okay. He, he grows amazing hemp. He grows ama- amazing marijuana. And out there in Missoula, Montana, there's just something different in the soil, man. So he told me that he's growing a bunch of hemp. And he's like, I'm working with the company. Um, I'm trying to grow um, some CBD businesses out here. And nothing's really working. And I started working with him off a lot. And it took, it took um, a very long time to put this together. It took almost a year. It took like eight, it took like eight months of solid work. Mm-hmm. We went through a couple different companies. He sold his uh, he sold his hemp to one company. That company didn't work. Um, he got another company that is now we're working with very closely. So um, T grows my hemp for me. I have another company out in Montana as well who bottles, extracts, bottles, and wraps my label around. So I don't physically have thousands of bottles of product in my house. I don't distribute from my house. I have a distributing company out in Missoula, Montana. They grow it all for me. Um, We came together, um, made some logos, made some colors, asked me what I wanted. And right now um, we have three different products out. We have an AM tincture. We have a CBD roll-on that has 1,200 milligrams in the roll-on itself for, for muscles and everything like that for recovery, sitting at your desk too long after a hardcore workout, before you go to bed. It's kind of like, I'd like to say, you know, it's like a quote unquote, icy hot. Um, it's kind of has that feel to it where it's cool, then it's hot. But the difference between that is, is that it has no alcohols in it at all. It's all natural, 100% um, third-party tested ingredients to where as soon as you put the topical on, it immediately starts going to get absorbed into your skin, into your blood, into your inflamed muscles, and starts helping from the inside out. It's an amazing, amazing product. And then I also have a PM tincture, which is a 600 full spectrum CBD, which actually means it has 0.03 THC in it to help you get into your REM sleep faster at night. Now, the AM tincture does not have full spectrum, so it's a little bit stronger, but doesn't have full spectrum in it. The nighttime one does because those full CBN and the full spectrum of the hemp plant helps you get into a deeper sleep. It doesn't put you to sleep. You could take it during the day. That's not going to make you go to bed, but it's going to calm you down faster so you can calm your brain down, calm down that cortisol in your body, and get you into a deeper sleep faster. Um those are the products. And I just wanted to have more growth in my life while I started this thing. And dude, it's one of those things like only do things in your life that you really truly fucking believe in and having stress and anxiety uh, throughout the day, mostly at night when that whole day's over is when anxiety kind of sets in, um, which is weird. Um, but I've taken so much CBD and it's helping me out so much is that once again, super biased opinion I'm about to say is, Honestly, whatever they're doing in Missoula, Montana, and that soil up in the mountains is fantastic because it really is the best CBD that I've ever had in my entire life. And uh, I've been taking it every day for over a year, <laughs> all three products every single day for over a year. And uh, that's it's called Everyday CBD. Um, if you guys haven't um, figured out so far that every day is in every one of my social media posts, gatherings, media, all that stuff every day is something that we need to understand that we need to be 1% better every day. And getting into that business is just another thing that I want to do, which is really cool. I appreciate this question a lot because um, as you know, or you may you not know, and your community obviously doesn't know, but I'm really big into Frisbee golf, right? I like, that's my one sport. That's my one sport. I like to go out, you know, <laughs> have a beer with the boys, throw some Frisbees, throw some discs. Well, here's, here's the kicker, right? Started playing Frisbee golf again this past summer for the first time after eight years. Um, I used to play back in the day in my twenties, hardcore. Then I 
you know, in my thirties, I'm like, I can't play anymore because I need to get jobs together and all that shit. So I started playing again in the summer. Well, you know me, I can't just go out and play. I have to sign up for fucking tournaments and play against other people for money. And I have to do it to the, ex the highest extent level, hundred percent. Right. So here we are going into the next season, uh, starting up in less than yeah. 40, 45 days. I'm already signed up for two tournaments. I have a tournament in July that I'm actually not playing in, but Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, July weekend at Delwood by my house, uh, Delwood Disc Golf Course is actually having professional disc golf athletes with a $15,000 purse at the end of the weekend um, come in to play. And I actually have a 10 by 10 tent set up for everyday CBD. And I will be having all my products out there. And uh, you may or may not get a free beer if you come say hi, but I'll have all my products out there. And uh, I'm going to try to infiltrate. <laughs> I've changed my logo around so that um, the disc golf community isn't um, isn't scared of my logo. I used to have like a hand with a with a dumbbell above it, above my every CBD. I still have that, but for my frisbee golf purposes, I'm just going to take that out so that I'm, it's not so fitness driven. Um, if you go to everydaycbdco.com, you'll obviously see my website where it's all fitness driven because that's where I came from, right? I'm in the fitness community and I believe that everyone in the fitness community is a little high strung and has a little bit more cortisol, a little bit more stress in their life than most people do. Um, so by taking CBD products and CBN products um, would really help calm them down and actually get into a better state of recovery. So I'll be out there in July on Delwood Golf Course and it's going to be an amazing time. Actually, they're Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And uh, we're going to have over 100 pieces of product out there. And hopefully I get a lot of people signed up and maybe a pro or two. It'd be really cool. Okay. Yeah, that would be really cool. And hopefully I'll certainly. Dude, that'd be, uh, that would be awesome, man. That event to meet you and see. You how would have a blast, sick. bro. Yeah, you, it's going to be hot as Hades sick, so. in July. So, Well, you know what? Dude, I, you know what? Compared <laughs> to the weather that's outside right now, it's on perfect. Dude, we're, we're gonna burn to so go bad. over there right now. Um, uh, wait, but you said that you're uh, Italian. Yeah, and yeah. You have, yeah. Uh, what was it? Lebanese in your background? Oh, yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. You're gonna get a nice tan. I'm gonna get a nice tan. Yeah, man. I bet Cuban, you get. I bet you get brown. So we're I, good, dude. We're good. You got that that Cuban um, blood, man. You guys get like brown, brown. <laughs> Oh my God. Um, <laughs> moving on to the next question is um, How did your relationship with Ambition Threads? Yeah, Mr. Uh, Tyler Gentry out there in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Um, you know what? It was kind of like the same exact way that you and I fell into each other on Instagram. Is that Andrew slid into my DMs? No, not really. Um, it was kind of. <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, I think that's uh, actually. I think that's actually the way how it was. I was just there like. Cut. I think edit, I was just there like, yo, edit that out. hop edit on the podcast. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you definitely slid in my DMs for sure. Um, <laughs> Tyler just, dude, he, so I think he hit me up on his per, on his personal page, how everything comes together, comes full circle, you know, positive attracts positive and negative attracts negative and all that stuff. And um, positive just brought uh, Mr. Tyler Gentry into my life. And uh, he said, what's up? I said, what's up? And next, a week or two, or maybe a month later, yeah, I found out that. He owns his own clothing company. And I was like, what, you do what? You own your own clothing company? I thought you worked for a nutrition factory. He's like, oh, yeah, I do that too. But I do this clothing thing on the side. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, well, I can see where this is going. I can, I, I know what he's trying to do. And I can honestly say I was almost there when he, before he blew up um, and is still blowing up today. He hasn't blown up yet. But um, yeah, we just started talking. 
And one thing led to another. I was like, I'd love to have you on the show. He said, absolutely. Had him on the show. Next thing I know, he's, you know, sponsoring the podcast and, you know, he's giving 10% out to all the community. Every single episode, you guys can always go to, you know, ambitionthreads.co and, and check it out and use code everyday10 for 10% off and all that stuff. And it's just, we've had a great, great relationship. And now, you know, he's put me on time. I'm the only one. I don't know if you are yet. I think you may be, I'm not too sure, but in the Midwest, there's not a lot of us who are on um, his ambition team. Um, and uh, we kind of are just here to represent, um, represent what ambition really is. And it's, it's just showing ambition every single day through the, your lifestyle and um, through your faith and everything like that, whatever your faith may be faith, hard work, and, uh, you know, persistence and perseverance is exactly what the triangle is made up of. And he's just a great fucking dude, man. Like there's always times where like, you can call someone like you do, you do this a lot. I know I thought about this too. This is funny. Cause I thought about it in the shower this morning. I thought about it when you, <laughs> you do this quite a bit because <laughs> you do this quite a, you do this quite a bit and you always yeah. do it. You don't know you do. Cause I don't think I've ever told you it you do it quite a bit where like you'll, you'll text me in the morning or like in, in, the, in the mid afternoon, it's never in, in the night. It's never in the middle of the day. It's like mid afternoon or in the morning. And you're always like, Hey bro, just, just thinking about you. Wanted to say what's up. And I hope you have a great fucking day and go out there and kill it today. Like that little thing, more than 50, 50, uh, probably like 60, 40, maybe 70, 30. Every time you've done that, it's not a lot. It's not a lot. You've done it quite a bit, but it's not like persistently throughout the months. Every time you have done that though, I've had a rough morning. And it's funny when that stuff happens because it puts things in a perspective. Like, yeah, Andrew, you're fucking right. You're absolutely fucking right. Why am I wallowing in whatever, whatever type of self-pity I'm having right now when someone like you is like, hey, bro, what's up? Have a great day. Kick some fucking ass. And you're like, yeah. I'm going to do that. Tyler's the same way, man. Like his outlook on life and his perspective is so fucking crazy because he, I, I think I just put it, I, I just tweeted it today and put it on my Instagram story. Um, he's the first one. I, I use it all the time. I, I claim it as mine. Sorry, sorry, Tyler. I claim it as mine, but he actually said it to me. <laughs> he actually, I'm stealing it. Um, I, I, sorry, I have stole it. I'm not giving it back. He told me that, um, you know, uh, this goes like this. I don't want to butcher it. So give me a second. Life isn't happening to us. Life is happening for us. And when he said that to me a very long time ago over one of the podcasts that we were on, I like, I stopped that in my tracks and I was like, wait, wait, say that again. And he was like, life isn't happening to us. Life is happening for us. And as soon as I started wrapping my head around that different perspective, everything changes. Everything changes. Because what that does is it takes the, you know, takes you out of that negative mindset and knowing that every single choice and every single thing that is happening to you, it's, 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 it's already there. It's the universe showing you what you need to be doing and stop taking that in a way, in a negative, in a negative way, in a negative light. Like, okay, this is happening for a reason. Take a step back, assess the situation, look at the perspective of it, ask somebody else to have a second set of unbiased eyes on what's going on in your life assess it and go about it and attack it and, and create action impact for it. This being scared all the time about what's going on in life and the woe is me fucking card. We got to get rid of that card. You know, like life isn't here to fucking beat us down. Life is here to challenge us, to pick us up through the adversities, whether that's big or small, the speed, bump. it's like going over a speed bump, right? Like they're there, you know, they're there. 
You're, you're, well, you're not going to stop your car and turn away from it. You have to get to your destination. So you have to go over the speed bump. However fast you want to go over, it's up to you. You just know the consequences if you go too fast over it. But if you take it easy <laughs> and understand that it's there, you're going to eventually get over it. But that's not there to ruin your fucking life. It's there for maybe to say, hey, slow fuck down. Look at things in a different way. Then let's tackle it. Boom, you're over it. Next thing you know, it's behind you in the past. It's called the rearview mirror for a reason, man. It's in the past. Everyone's looking for, you know, everyone's looking to time travel, bro. Get in a car and drive. Look in your rearview mirror. Everything in the back of that's past. You are time traveling. So the more you want to think about that speed bump and carry that in the backpack and that weight on your shoulders, it's like you can't live life that way. Tyler has a great way of just destroying you with the obvious and it makes you so mad <laughs> it makes you so upset you're like good talk tyler fuck off i'm out of here you know like you just you, you just you, you hate to hear it but that's his perspective on life you know and and i know that he's there for me in that retrospect and then i'm there for him in that retrospect as well it's a shared thing it's not a one-way street and i think people need to understand that too you know that, that's how you and i are too it's like even though we haven't met face to face and dabbed out and everything like Bro, you're there for me as much as I am there for you. And if you have a question you ask me, and if I can help you, I'll try to answer or have a different perspective. And I do the same thing to you. And I ask you questions and we have a different perspective, you know? And it's like, that's how we get through these things because you can't do it alone. Trust me, I've tried. It landed me in the hospital, almost dead. You can't do it alone and you can't push everything down. You got to have very strong people around you, whoever that may be. Everyone, not just some of them, <laughs> not just some of them, everyone. And uh, Mr. Gentry and Ambition Threads is that guy. And I believe you are too, Andrew. And I thank you for your friendship. And I think that's one of the things like we got to have those people around us. Yeah. Um, Tyler Gentry is a great guy. Um, and yeah, I genuinely appreciate our friendship. You're a badass. I'm going to link everything down below in regards to Ambition Threads and the code for you in case any of the listeners, the community wants to support um and yeah honestly i've never told this so the fact that you shared that with the listeners about me sending um text messages to my immediate close friends the people that i care about i normally send that text message mm. after i'm having a shitty moment and i and i snap myself out of it and i send that text message mm. to those close people in my life just in case if they're going through a shitty moment so that's why i do it to reach out and just to show people that i give a fuck because you have no idea what people are going <laughs> that's like the best basis. the best sentence anyone's ever said on a podcast like you never know what people are going through in their life so it's like don't judge people don't make don't tell yourself a story about someone you don't know you know it's one of those things and and i think that's the best time to reach out to people is when you've kind of gone through some shit yourself i think we have a lot of emotions and and um, stories that we tell ourselves when we're when we, we quote unquote are having a bad day, um, and that's where like all that growth and, and energy and education can come from. And just like pushing that out there, you know, like and being like, "Hey, I had a bad day yesterday. Hope you're having a good day." Blah 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 blah. There's been multiple times where you and I've done that too, and you're like having a Kevin a couple bad days, bro. I'm just having a couple bad days. It's like, well, what's up? Talk to me about it. What's up? What's happening? Let's get you off this conversation in a positive way. And that's what it's all about, bro. Props on that. Yeah. And um, so, Anthony, thank you so much for being on Content Inspire. This was a great time. Listeners, I hope that whatever you take from this is that 
just go after it. Don't be afraid. Just go after it. And is there anything that you'd like to say? I would just like to say thank you, first and foremost, Mr. Calvino, for having me on the Content Inspire. I I really do appreciate uh, being on here and uh, getting some good old emotion out on the podcast. But, guys, give me a follow if you would like to. Everything is basically Everyday Anthony J. And uh, if you guys want to hit me up and give me an email, it's everydayanthonyj at gmail.com. Check out the Everyday Growth Podcast. Look me up on Instagram at everydayanthonyj. And, uh, yeah, you guys – if you guys have any questions about nutrition or fitness or want to check out anything that I got going on, I am 100% online based right now with nutrition and fitness. Um, I do have some great apps called True Coach that I use to program your gym workouts. And I also track help track macros and get you guys set up for the near future. Having any troubles with fat loss or weight gain, you guys just hit me up. I'm here for you. I'll answer any question. If you guys want to slide into the DMs, just say what's up. You can just say what's up. And that's it, guys. Peace and love to everybody. I'm so glad to be on here, and I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day, week, and month. And go out there and kill it, guys. Boom. All right, listeners, I'll link everything down below. And until next time.